Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast. It is our best of the year episode for the year 2022. A little bit late getting down here, yeah? Yes. Things have been busy. You're working, I'm working. I'm coaching, you're not. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about the best things from wrestling from 2022 to be followed up at some point by our worst of episode. These are always fun, right? Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Um, a little bit different this year. We've streamlined it. Not quite as many categories, I don't think. Yeah, because NXT is not worth. Right, because we're, and that's another point. NXT is not worth anything. We're combining all of the rosters kind of this year into each award because we're not separating NXT and AEW because What's one of point? us, one of us, I won't tell you which one, doesn't watch NXT. At other least in than... 2021, it was mostly still NXT right. before it crapped the bed. So before we get into specifics, I was just thinking like overall this year, if I had to sort of break things down, one, I've never been less entertained by WWE. Would mm-hmm. you disagree? Yeah. Uh, because we would check in with the weekly TV every now and then, couldn't really watch more than like half an hour at a time, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't um, even remember watching uh, Raw After Mania, which is usually our thing. And it will, yeah. And then um, we watch all of the premium live events, other than um, I don't watch the ones in Saudi Arabia for whatever reason, but. Like, we would find what maybe, and I, I think I liked it better than you, but it would be like one match I usually liked right. and then another one that was pretty good. And I think you mm-hmm. were even. Yeah. Like, there wasn't really a lot. It left us sort of asking ourselves, like, this product just isn't for us, right? And the way they're constructing right. it and whoever their target it's just audience is. not there anymore. Whoever their target audience is, it isn't us, yeah. right? So, um,. Not a great year for WWE for me. I mean, obviously, the Bloodline storyline um, was year. super hot, kind of cooled off. And then when Sammy got involved, it was like better than ever kind of thing. So yeah. that was the only real reason to keep up with WWE for me. And then a couple good pay-per-view matches along the way. Right. And then I would think you would agree it's the worst year of NXT. Oh, absolutely. It was the 2.0 era was... I remember, I think I quit before the year, but it's just, it's horrible. And it's... They say it's changed, but has it really? Like, I mean, even to like Slightly. the Stevie Turner vignette, that feels so 2.0 to me. It seems like it's changing even like this week, a lot more people debuted, right? This being January 12th, this past episode a couple days ago, there was, seems like they're going to get more established talent again and not so much just brand still, new. Still, it's just, it reeks of like, they still need to fix it, you know? It's not great. So I would say, like, you bailed after a, a little bit of 2.0, right? You tried about it's a month so maybe. Yeah. So uh, WWE never been main roster never been less entertaining for me. NXT was the worst year, and this is going to sound harsh, but I also think this is the weakest year of AEW. I don't um, know. I didn't really notice TV wise, not pay per view wise. I didn't notice a ton. Still, very very entertaining. By far my favorite show every week. Still enjoy almost every week. Right? There's only been a couple weeks that I didn't give it at least a B rating. So mm-hmm. when I say it's a down year, that's because the first couple years for me were super amazing and it's still really really good so i'm not trying to say like i don't like anything in wrestling um aew is our favorite it consistently entertains us but Mm -hmm. if i were to like stack it up against the other years it's probably my least favorite year although some of the pay-per-views were amazing Mm -hmm. i have to say yes So I don't know. Those are my. What are your certainly those... a newsworthy year as well, right? Like, oh yeah. You had told me at the beginning of the year that Vince McMahon was going to be gone, right. and like Tony Khan buying ROH, even that's still pretty insane. The whole CM Punk thing, like all of that, yeah. Uh, like there's some pretty nuts outside the ring year. and outside of outside story of booking, line, right? Yeah, yeah, there's been a huge year. Some pretty nuts. So stuff. I don't know. Do you have any other? Do you disagree with those overall thoughts, or you're sort of similar? other than I didn't really notice much of AEW, but I do think there was a bit of a downturn considering yeah. some of the ones we didn't really love. Yeah, there was a few um, episodes we didn't like. NXT is a complete afterthought in my life, and now it's just WWE as a whole, pretty much. Right. Even when Triple H, like, they did, he did improve things, but even then, like, it kind of plateaued. Well, and, and to improve things from terrible to bad. Like, okay, cool. Right? It's yeah. still not good. It's still... And again, I know if you listen to the show, you've heard us say it before. I'm not doing three hours of anything, especially once a well, week, it, right? It, yeah, that's the thing. It's a weekly thing. Like, I can watch a three-hour movie. That's fine. But I'm not watching it every week no. on the same day, you know? Especially on top of other wrestling we watch. And then the only other company I watch is Impact, and I feel like they're pretty much the same. It's like mm-hmm. a holding And, like, pattern. they're not high-profile enough to be, no. like, amazing either. So it's, no. like, not, again, also an afterthought for me. Yeah. So that's my overall thoughts on the year. I guess we should start getting into more specifics. So we, uh, just to give you an idea of the format, we'll give you the category. I 
tried to put them in like so we end with the most important or biggest ones. Right. Sort yeah, of thing. that's kind of the typical thing, kind we'll, of like uh the previews. Yeah, and we'll give you um a few nominees. The the no set number, it kind of depended on the category. Some categories lent themselves to like easy bunch of nominees and some it was a struggle to get more than two or three right so and then we'll uh discuss our picks so do you want to get into that i guess sounds good so the first award i'll tell what it is and then you can go nominees okay. and we'll go pick so the sounds first good. award we went with is best commentator again considering aew nxt wwe main roster right so that is our first category what do we got for nominees um so from AEW, we have excalibur and tony shivani which right. are obviously because taz is pretty good but he wasn't always there in jr's jr right it, and that's a, i think they had some good guest ones but obviously that's not really yeah we're talking about consistent i would agree jr doesn't like i don't enjoy him anymore despite i'll always say he's the best commentator ever but he's he's on the downside obviously at yeah. this point yeah mm -hmm. and and taz yeah, I agree. And then Tom Hannafan from Impact, formerly known as Todd Phillips. He's really, really good. And I know you don't, you'll watch a bit of Impact if it's on and you're doing something else. I'd, but I'd, He's pretty good. He was good. He was decent in main roster. I, I, I've been really impressed, on, really yeah. impressed with him. Mm -hmm. And Michael Cole, because he's, he's solid. And honestly, I think once Vince is gone and not in his ear constantly, like he is really good at his he's job. He's just a catchphrase machine. It's though. just, he's told what to say a lot of the time, right? So. I don't think it's his fault, like we say with the wrestlers and the writing sometimes, right? I don't yeah. think it's his fault necessarily, yeah. but uh, okay. Uh, do yep. you want to do your pick first or me? Um, Sure, I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think the easy pick is Excalibur. We both always talk about how great he is sometimes. Yep. Uh, far and away the best voice I consistently hear. Um, he seems to have like, kind of solid banter with everyone. Like it, he does. Like, I feel like WWE sometimes this thing is like, you know, they always pile on Byron or like, I feel like him and like Shivani at least have like decent. I agree. You know, like I like Kat, the dynamic. Him and Taz, yeah. like the dynamics are good, right? And he knows basically every move known to man, anyone that anyone ever does, and consistently busts out names and terms I've never heard before. Like he's, I'm learning from him yes. very much. And they've asked him time and time again to run down lengthy match cards or lineups, and he'll nail in like a minute. Like his life depends on it's it. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. Uh, easily him, but honorable mention to Shivani because. I, I I do like him actually. I think he's like he kind of flies under the radar, but he he's pretty good. I like him. Yeah, with Excalibur, there's been multiple times every year in our notes where we're like, "Thank you, Excalibur," right? Because uh, he's it's something we didn't know what it was, and he tells us. So again, like I think Hannafan is really good, and I honestly think he's improved Impact's overall presentation since he's arrived, just because he's really good, and what he was replacing was really not good, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a huge difference between what was there. But I have to agree with you. I think Excalibur is the absolute best in the business from what we listen listen to, right? Um, right. Whether it's calling matches, like labeling holds and moves and Gigi things. Katami. And yes, like you said, running down like impossibly long lists of matches in like seconds. Right. Uh, I think he is. He gets he, everything. He does. Right. He's he's the best right now. Yeah, I agree. He's super right. talented. So we may have a lot of consensus on this, but we are... I noticed that too. I was trying to kind of avoid it at times, but it, it just happens, you but, know? But we are related, to be fair, and we do watch all our wrestling together. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense, I guess, if we agree a lot. And some things are just clear winners in some categories, right, mm -hmm. I think? So, all right. So the next one, I think it was the last one I added, actually, to right. our Right, yeah, I had to kind of last minute it, but it's not a hard choice either. Is uh, best non-wrestling performer, so that opens up, like, managers, uh, any sort of seconds, whoever's coming with, if you wanted to say Penelope Ford, you know, like that. that I thought that's fair, because, like, right. as long as they have, like, a, I would say a decent amount in a right. non-wrestling capacity, because even, like, because she does wrestle, but obviously, yes. like, she, a valet, right? Yes. Or, like, Selena Vega, I right. guess, right? Yeah. If you want to go there, like, Absolutely. they have to have at least a decent capacity outside of right. ring action or so you, completely out of it which right. is fine your nominees um so what we have is the uh special counsel to the bloodline paul Heyman, yep. uh the i guess the founder ish of blackpool combat club uh william regal and then the firms stokely hathaway fka diamond mines malcolm bivens right do you want to alternate who goes first um sounds good so i will go first on this one so Heyman is great all the time but I feel like he's kind of moved to the background with the bloodline, right? Because everybody else is so good right now. Um, he's still playing a prominent role. And to be fair, I don't watch everything bloodline. I tr it's one of the storylines I actually keep up on. But mm -hmm. um, as someone watching Dynamite every week, I was most entertained by Regal. I thought he was fantastic pretty much in any capacity other than, and it's not his fault, the way they wrote him off of Dynamite, I didn't think was super creative. But 
I think, yeah, that um, was kind of a weak point, and I think he kind of poorly timed his jump. Yes. To WWE yes. in light of recent events. But yeah, for sure. But he he formed a really interesting group, despite them having to feud with Jazz for the majority of the year, literally, right? Um, and he did really well in any sort of performance that they wanted him to do. Even just his facial expressions, right, are fantastic. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, for me, it was pretty easy. Regal wins. That was one of the things I said, too, is, like, I remember even you pointing it, and that, and then I kind of noticed in turn, was, like, he adds a lot of, like, subtle expressions oh, and yeah. kind of nuances to his stuff, in addition to, like, cutting some pretty good promos. Like, I think it was, like, what, with MJF, he was pretty on par. Yep. So, and I think that's worth noting. And so I picked Regal, too. I think I love Blackpool as a whole. I think that was a really fun thing throughout the year, other than being tied up with Jazz, but, like, as their own thing, I really like Blackpool. I wish he did stay, because I think... You know, he kind of poorly timed his jump, but that's 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 all right. Yeah, as long as he's and happy, I don't. I think he's great. He delivered some great promos. I liked his character. Um, he had that kind of talent for delivering like subtlety and his stuff, and like yeah, just the way like in his shift when he was heel and like just everything he does, like he he's just really great. Um, I would like him more in, back in WWE if he could be general manager again, but like cause yeah. even that he was great, which wasn't this year, but or managing his son that would be interesting that would to be me cool. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was interesting in his whole run. I think that's worth mentioning because he was only he was in. AEW for less than a year, but I think right. he was like pretty stellar. Yeah, and Hathaway's good, but I feel like his Hathaway's role good, but like, and he's kind of minor too, compared right? to the rest. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Paul Heyman's just a classic. Absolutely, one of the best ever, mm-hmm. I think. All right, so next category, uh, we sort of I don't know what way to call it, but it's either most improved or breakout performer based on how you really think about this type of right. award, right? So somebody who's kind of made a big leap whether it's bound to get better whether it's in in ring talent or the spotlight they've gotten or right. just overall presentation whatever each of mm-hmm. us brings criteria we bring to mm-hmm. that right so nominees for that mm-hmm. uh so we got the acclaimed which is a no-brainer uh wardlow getting that kind of batista push he, yeah he got a huge that mm-hmm. feud with mjf right was mm-hmm. huge this year uh braun breaker won the title and basically never let it go other than dolph ziggler that's right um yep. he kind of really broke out uh Takeshita, who just came out of nowhere and just wowed us instantly yes fns favorite oh look at the lo- list of nominees for this oh, one, it's eh? pretty sweet aussie just... open yep i think anytime they were on aw i love them yep i wish i saw more of them i thought united empire on the whole was awesome agree uh jamie Hader became really popular in the year, end of the year as champ which i don't th- i didn't think would happen at the beginning of the year yes so i think that that's like that's a prime example like i wouldn't have expected that right so i, I think agree. that works out really well uh creeds kind of became a better Team oh yeah, the they, I mean, they're I really good now. That, but they've become like, yeah, you yeah, know, especially Julius. There. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, like, based owned the North American title. I think he's definitely primed for a top spot now. Just a star, that guy. Right? Yep. It's and, and even in the 2.0 era, which I think something has to be said for that. Right? He did stand out in 2.0. Uh, yep. And Ricky Starks, who became like uber popular off the back of Team Taz splitting, which was like he was hot for a while, and he even was. they rebuilt it too. Yep. This is one of my favorite categories because this is what I love, right? Like. People that I'm that are kind of fresh and new that are getting really good because I don't. I was thinking about it the other day because I I compare everything to sports and so do you, right? Being a big sport guy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, you know, me. Um, sport ball, sport ball is your favorite, obviously. Um, it like I don't want to watch. I don't get excited by like a guy that's got thirty, twenty five, thirty years experience. <laughs> like I don't want to watch a baseball player that's played for twenty five years, right? The only exception is LeBron playing twenty years and he's still amazing, but like. Then I that want, means he's still amazing. You I want to I mean? see the next big thing, right? I want to see the, the young talent that's going to be huge. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar. So, what the hell? Uh, well, yeah, not literally. But anyway, so it's your turn. So who won this one? Oh, it's my turn? It is your turn. Oh, that's me. Well, I'm, pr- I'm sure I'll forget at some point whose turn <laughs> it is. But for now, I'm not um, dialed in. I, I agree with what you said. I really think we have a great list for this one because you can make a pretty solid argument for basically everyone here, which I guess is the point of nominating them, the goal and everything. But like, it feels a lot closer here, right? Like, I feel like most of the oh, time yeah. it's like, sometimes like you nominate people who deserve to be nominated but like they're still like the obvious pick by right. like here you can make an argument for some of them at least right yep and um, these are close say for a few standouts honorable mentions obviously goes to Kesha. he killed it every time i saw him won me over from the get-go um and i'm super excited to see if he gets a push this year because that'll be amazing that's the word. And even though I didn't watch it, uh, honorable mention to Mello, who stayed consistently great through the worst period of NXT, which I think got you have to recognize that. Right. And he's poised for the top NXT spot, which I think is great. Um, but I think the acclaim makes the most logical sense. If you told me at the beginning of 2022 that their one of their shirts would be the most sold of the year, which I think that's what it was. I agree, it was. I probably would have sure. laughed it off. Like, but ever since their face turn, which you know I was originally against, I'll admit. Their act has improved tenfold. The popularity at times was absurd. Scissoring is way more over than it has <laughs> right. any right to be. They've yeah. gone Billy Gunn over again, which I think props to them because Billy yeah. Gunn's old. 
Yep. You know, uh, their ending work has maintained pretty solid too. The music videos are always entertaining. Their oh yeah, entrance is one of the best to watch because it's always going to yep. be unique, right? Like I don't know how you're going to put that in the video game. You know right. what I mean? Um, the rain has been pretty good this far too. Like it wasn't like Thunder Rosa where it was kind of like you had hopes for it and it kind of was. <laughs> the just, longer yeah. she holds the title, the less we like her. Right. I think tough. they claimed to maintained a solid hold on it, and I think like they, they've become a real like class act. Like it's just an all around great act now. And, and that's a good point. It's the whole like they're good in ring, and I think it's I've been really impressed by Bowens this year. But it's the yeah. whole presentation. It's right. the entrance with the unique rap every time. It's the videos that are pretty much consistently hilarious. Um. So yeah, I I love to catch the two, and I think like he's not out of question for this award next year, right? right? If he does get that this year, this sorry this year with that push on the horizon, like right. I'm really ex- I hope he gets it because I'm I would be so I would love to just be like to catch the to catch to catch that like so he didn't quite do enough to earn it for me this year. So I agree with you. It's got to be the acclaim, just a gigantic leap if we're talking about like most improved, just. Mm-hmm. So they won gold. They really, really connected. I think with they the improved crowd. in like basically every aspect. Yep. Connected with the crowd on a huge level, right? Like mm-hmm. they were the biggest thing for a, a even being a FTR who were it, hot at one point right. as well. So they got as big a reaction from crowds as anyone at times. Um, Hater would probably be my honorable mention because I really like her and I'm happy that she's being presented the way she is. But I, d- I still think she's kind of like. I don't know, halfway or two thirds of the way through that momentum, and the acclaimed are further along in that path. So I took the acclaimed mm-hmm. as well. All right, next award is best feud of the year. So what would, what would you say has to like get it in to be like a feud? Just to kind of outline, it, I guess. Like I would say weeks of segments and multiple matches. I think multiple I matches like. at least. Right. right? Yeah. You think can have so. a mini feud, but then I feel like if it's a mini feud with one match, it doesn't really warrant. And almost Being like here. culminating or involving a pay per view, or yeah. you know what I mean, like something, something along like those that, lines. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we got FTR Briscoe is one of the biggest of the year, no right. brainer. Yep. A uh, late addition in the Elite Death Triangle, which was awesome. Yes. Those simple. Uh, Rhodes Rollins, which was probably one of the main, best main roster feuds of the year. One of the, yeah, definitely one of probably the probably the that best main me. roster feud on here. Like it, it doesn't win for me, but the only other main roster one is Sheamus and Gunther, and I yeah. think Rhodes Rollins is better. So Rhodes Rollins. Yep. Honorable mention for best main roster feud of the year, which doesn't I would say, say much, so. but it's still something. Uh, MJF CM Punk, which I forgot was this year. I'll be honest. I know. Like the dog collar match was Revolution, which was March, which I'll be honest, I feel like it was way longer yep. than that. So much has happened. Yeah, that was a big feud, and we don't love to give CM Punk a lot of credit. And I won't. Here, but <laughs> but. Uh, and finally, Bianca Blair versus Becky Lynch, which I also think Rhodes Rollins is better than that. Sorry, there is another main roster one. But they, they produced some really entertaining matches, yeah. I thought, this year. and it was A lot better than story. having a one that was less than a minute. Right. So I guess it's my turn Indeed. this time. So, like, if it were just matches, then it would be down to FTR Briscoes and Death Triangle Elite. But I'm also trying to include, like, the build, the pre-match builds and promos and weekly TV and stuff. Um, so I, my winner has to be, I guess, CM Punk and MJF, that feud this year. Like, we got two guys who are amazing on the mic. Say what you will about CM Punk. We're not big fans, but the guy can talk, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> when, he, when he wants to. And so can MJF, obviously. These are two of the best on the mic. So that just kind of going we'll, back we'll and there. forth. Um. The promos were great for weeks. The in-ring was really good as well. If I had paid more attention to WWE, maybe Rollins Rhodes, because I did enjoy that, and you know they're going to have really strong matches. But for me, just if I'm remembering myself in the moment as the feud was happening, I was really, really interested in Punk MJF, so that's what I went with. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a tough one, because I think it's pretty close again. FTR Briscoes was awesome. That Triangle Elite was a late candidate that I loved. And Punk MJF, they all have their, their merits. I think those are the top three. Punk MJF does make sense, I'll agree. But I feel like some of it was at the end of 2021. And also, I refuse to give Punk any more recognition. <laughs> so allow True. me to further justify a different pick. Right. Um, I do think, to be fair, like there were times at that where I just didn't care because it was CM Punk. Like, yeah. even then, it's just like, I don't know. Like, the dog car match was just so underwhelming. Too. Yeah. Like, it was great at times. And so their, one of their segments was awesome. But I refuse to pick anything with CM Punk. Um, so I'm going to take a bit of an outside pick with the trios feud, the Death Triangle Lee. I yeah. really liked it. Bit of an outside pick, but it was one of the best, albeit a late one. I, it was really simple the way they built it before they had matches, but I I really loved the way they did it. Like and it's they did it with no promos. Which two I think months is, of great matches. Right. Oh, yeah, I like the little. You're right. The it's, little promos. It was were impressive good. how great that was with nothing. Basically. I forgot about that. You're right with the little like disappearing images on the promos. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It it was 
it was interesting. And then, then yeah, they delivered uh, weekly bangers and they all have history. So everything just kind of clicked there. Yep. I think it just clicked every time, basically. Great choice. Um, FTR Briscoes was just as good, but I felt like they always built it quick last minute, especially remember the second match, which was awesome. Yes. But it felt like, oh, here's the preview coming. And like the last one, it was built by the guns and the they, week before. And they wouldn't have F, uh, Briscoes on AEW TV, right? right? So, there, so to me, that cost It felt them. lacking in the feud department yes. while the matches were bangers. Right. It doesn't... Although we like the last one less than most people. Yeah. The dog collar. That kind of, uh, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and uh, Punk gets no love here. Right. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, now we're going to talk about best storyline. So that's different from a feud. That would be some sort of mostly outside the ring, the story arc that they're telling um, within each company, I guess, because we do have multiple companies represented. We do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. WWE gets two-thirds of, uh, huh. of these here, right? And then I think one is sort of like a little dark horse that I thought was really entertaining from AEW. So anyways, go ahead. Uh, so we have Sam Zane joins the bloodline. You can see where this goes. Uh, Cody Rhodes returning to WWE and Yuda getting in Blackpool. I feel like we have to be missing something from I AEW. feel like. I feel like I'm missing something. I don't like... Like the MJF Wardlow stuff? That was... Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It just kind of petered out. Like, that ended, like, around Revolution, like, I'm which thinking, was, are like, we, spring. Are we missing some story with MJF? He seems like the most likely candidate. That was a great story, yeah, cause, but, like, a lot of that story involved him being absent. Yes. So, so I don't know. I agree. I, and I, I, it, Anyways. It, is, it does kind of even we'll things out. We'll go with what we so got. So that's okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what, did, right. what did you go for? Um, RL mentioned a Blackpool because that was pretty good, actually, when it lasted. It was. And then it resulted in a pretty nice faction that I, I still enjoy. And I think it made Yuta, too, right? Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. I like Yuta a lot more from that. Uh, but I think Zane's work this year was incredible. Um, him being accepted in the bloodline, uh, whole story was by far the most interesting thing on the main roster TV. And the payoff with the shirt, plus the one at War Games, like when mm-hmm. we were watching that, that was a nice little payoff. Those were fantastic. And it was a surprise gem this year. It and, like, really was. I think he started out in the Royal Rumble with Johnny Knoxville and then went to like Giant Hands and Mousetrap. <laughs> oh, that's coming up. Don't now, worry about it. And then he, then he got like one of the best things of the year. I think that's uh, got to be applauded. Yeah, I, I don't really watch. I guess the nicest thing I can say is I don't watch main roster WWE, but I kept up with this storyline. Good right? Canadian boy. And just amazed every week by the work of Sami Zayn. Cause Absolutely. It was a, Bloodline was a great story. Then it sort of petered a little bit. It was sort of slipping. I think and then 2021 he, was not their year. And then you know? he was like a shot of adrenaline, right? So uh, everyone involved at this point is doing amazing. Like the fact that there's now... Um, the Usos are being presented as different people instead of it's just the Usos and they were the same. I mean, and you now couldn't... they're both kind of on board with Sammy, right. but that was a payoff. Right. So they actually treated them as two separate individuals, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, I thought it was compelling TV for many, many weeks. And the only thing to look forward to on WWE TV, but the best story consistently in wrestling this year. So mm-hmm. it's not like we hate WWE and we can't give them credit. It's that there's some things from them I really like this yes, year and we'll get there. But... We will. It's just, in general, overwhelmingly not a big fan of oh, a yeah. lot of their stuff. And sometimes really, really bad. So from best wrestling storyline to biggest wrestling story, do you like my, um, I guess do you like my IRL? Because I'm like a cool fellow teenager. You just ruined it, though. <laughs> I know. That's why I did or it. Or like best news story, even. Like you could go yeah. there, right? Yes. Um, so we had the CM Punk press conference and aftermath, which was <laughs> just something else. Uh, Vince retiring five days before my birthday. Which, in lieu of recent events, is not so much a retirement, but kind yes. of makes me want to change my pick, but I'm not going to. Cause it, it's, we'll leave it like 2022 is 2023. True. You're right. You're right. right. You're right. Uh, Tony Khan buying ROH. Yep. Banks and Naomi walking out, which I'm going to admit I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bray Wyatt resigning. Yep. Uh, whose turn is it? I already forgot. I think it's you. It's me. I, I, this one wasn't hard. For me, it has to be Vince retiring. Like, the wrestling world was fully obsessed with the cm right Punk but the thing with thing. vince is like that's the thing i thought would never happen he is literally the biggest name in the history i would suggest well, and of he just seemed like such a guy like he's gonna work to the grave right of course and so um no one thought he would ever retire that he would basically die in his office yeah sort of like thing, so or... what he got allegations you know how many times he's avoided he avoided exactly. the steroid trial in jail and like and that's the thing all of this was amid some scandal and just non-stop news cycle for quite a while so I didn't find this category very tough. I, and that's that's a huge story because the CM Punk Elite stuff was really, really... Oh, in any other year, that probably wins. In any other year, Right, easily. but um, no, it's Vince retiring. Mm-hmm. I want to pick the Punk saga. I really do. The whole thing was just insane. But I did say I won't pick Punk. 
and <laughs> it has to be the Vince allegations and the subsequent subsequent retirement. I would never believe that if someone told nope. me at the beginning that this would happen. I would hope for it. I would dream of it even, but I'd never expect this. Like this is a guy you would think would legitimately be working till the day he dies. Yep. Like he's not handing it over unless he pried it out of his dead hands. And it happened five days before my birthday, so it's probably the best early birthday gift I could get. <laughs> not now. Yeah. But um it's probably the craziest thing this year, although Punk nearly took the cake, but he didn't get nothing and like just like Vince left. He actually left. Yep. Like uh, he is coming back he did come back to sell, but like still it's insane that that even happened like that he even had to come back to yeah. sell well that that got covered in mainstream news that's a pretty good indication as right, well that yes. that's the biggest story right that that was like outside of our story. scope yeah transcended the little niche world of wrestling right yeah yeah, yeah. um sorry next one i guess we're <laughs> ready for uh is going to be uh what we call best on the mic so this is male or female i was including here um which I guess we could have added Britt Baker, but I feel like her role was so much less this year. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we're going to, who's consistently the best when they pick up a microphone, whether it's live or recorded promos, I don't really care, right? So nominees? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously MJF, which is a no-brainer. Uh, Moxley, who just like uh, has a knack for putting people over, um, even in... Um like even in, in character like in like he, a he, heel capacity or or not. like even like the remember when hangman got concussed he right. kind of he saved the show he's he still cut a solid promo like on the spot yes. like he oh he's yeah he did the most reliable right yep and we'll get there uh kevin owens samoa joe who pulled out some nice ones at the he's end of the a year. personal favorite of mine right because mm-hmm. he doesn't get like he's never gonna he get kind of got ten, late in the year too right he's never gonna get a 10 ring no. 10 minute in ring segment he's no. gonna get like little videos but Makes they're the always awesome yeah and same as Zayn, obviously because he's just been killing it so honorable mention there um it's me then right i think, I think. so yeah um honorable mention to my boy mox for always killing it joe brought in some late gems like i said but mjf's always just far away at the best like there's just he's so so perfect uh, the one guy I'd always listen to a long promo from, he can always garner heat even when he had that faded uh, baby face thing. A mega heel if there ever was one. He was gone for a chunk of the year too, and he still takes the cake. Uh, like, lest we forget, he was absent in the summer and still clinches it. Like, yep. even in his brief odd baby face spell, he still, like, just churned him out like nobody's business. Like, that didn't really affect him much for me. It was nope. still awesome. Yep. He's the easy pick here, which I think has been the case Almost every time, maybe. Yeah, he's uh, and still super young, like what, 26, 27, something, something like, that. like that. So I think Owens makes the best of everything he's given, right? And sometimes he's not given great stuff. Sami Zayn was really close for me here, right? Like just his acting has been incredible. Um, but he d- neither of those guys win. It is MJF again. Like he's just the most consistently engaging and effective promos. Um, he's a classic heel, amazing confidence and charisma. He, he can sell emotion, right? He can go from like cocky heel to cowardly heel, and it all works for him. He dabbled in a little bit of baby face, as you mentioned, um, which isn't our favorite, but that wasn't but even But it still that. worked, and he, he came back full circle right. as well. So it's MJF. It'll probably be MJF as long as he's being like focused on by a wrestling company because the guy is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we'll talk about what we think the best character uh, in either show is. How would you describe that? That's a tough one to... Like their whole... All, like it all encompasses their whole gimmick you know like yeah like on the mic just everything like they kind of do like other than wrestling and if yeah, that makes sense like their, say, their their gimmick their character like who they are and in ring doesn't in really K-3. matter that much to me do you know what i mean like right it's more about yeah how they i mean you could have in ring stuff play a factor but it's not yeah the thing if you know what i mean i hate saying gimmick but i think that's what we mean yeah like some, it feels weird using that word i know like I don't know, you kind of have to yeah. sometimes. So nominees? Um, we have Roman Reigns, the forever champ. <laughs> right. MJF, Literally Sami maybe. Zayn, again. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker, I think. I put question mark because I think her character know, work is of. awesome. But again, it was a step back this year. Mm-hmm. And John Moxley. Yep. <laughs> is it yeah. me? Is uh, it? Yes, sir. So I feel like it was a kind of a down year for character development in AEW, right? Just because, I don't know, not as much hangman page um anyways just in general so again no surprise canadian boy sammy Zayn, incredible work like just him as this outsider trying to ingratiate himself into the bloodline and honestly i forget why he perfect. even did 
join the bloodline but like i guess like to got, knock in their way but i don't even remember why i think it started out as kind of like comic relief right and then he just is so good at getting sympathy from people through his acting like he's feels like a legit actor um so he gets this I'd like and, to see him in a movie. and by a quite a bit of a long shot honestly just like again as the bloodline story was kind of waning he jumped in and this became like the thing you had to to act or to, to watch story and he can like his acting and not just like for a wrestler is really good. Um, and it's like, again, the one thing I kept up with in WWE, especially once he was involved. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's Sami Zayn. Yeah, Sami Zayn, our good Canadian boy, killed it this year. It has to go to him. Honorable mention to Hangman, though, who tends to deliver great work and like he gets some decent depth with his work. Yep. But he was down from last year indefinitely. So only an honorable mention here, even though he's my boy. Uh, Zayn didn't start off the strongest, like I said, with all that jackass nonsense. Uh, but once he hit the bloodline, we were off to the races. He he breathed new life into the whole group. It was easily the most entertaining thing on SmackDown, albeit the main roster. He acted it perfectly, and his whole dispute with Jey Uso yielded a surprisingly rewarding payoff in War Games. And he made people care about a T-shirt bit. Yeah, the whole thing where they rip out the T-shirt and right. give him the honor. Like people, you see it on his face. The reaction when he gets it, like, and you think he's getting kicked out. Like his acting there was amazing you like and feel he, bad for him right yeah he, it's crazy. the sympathy he garners from a t-shirt and the the pop he got for getting the the new one yeah. is like that's so stupid when you just like on paper <laughs> yeah. but he made it like this whole amazing thing and then he says you're, you're not not feeling very oozy right. or breaks like, the internet just, basically <laughs> exactly yeah. like it's a testament to his work and it just like it'll people go nuts when he gets taken out but that's another payoff yep. in of itself or kind of not or build to the big tag title payoff which i assume is happening with him and owens which i think should be pretty sweet yeah uh, he's awesome this year mm-hmm. all right our next category i don't think is going to take long because it was pretty easy pick for us one of the more obvious ones for if you listen to our weekly show Hand- you're gonna handing know out an easy one so best weekly television show um mm-hmm. of the ones we watch right which are what our raw nominees. smackdown yep nxt 2.0 that's it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have Dynamite, NXT, and Impact. Mostly Impact. Two and Dyn- of which I don't watch. Really, you, you check out some. I check out both occasionally, yeah. but like. So it's your. Tr- is it your turn? I think. I believe so. So um, I wonder <laughs> what could it be. I'm. Just, I'm in suspense right now. Right, of uh, this. Should I keep you waiting? Then yeah, no. Um, Dynamite is the easy pick by a large margin. It did have its downs this year. I'll, I'll admit. But um, by far the least of the major ones, it's consistently the best delivers what I want the most. Picking NXT would be an absolute joke, even though they improved a bit from 2.0. It's still lame, nowhere near worthy, and it still feels kind of the same to me. If it had reverted back for real, then right. maybe it would at least get an honorable mention for me. But it, it doesn't. That's just a joke. And I don't really watch Impact, even less so main roster, that they don't even get a mention. Yeah. Um, I guess this- I mentioned them already said it it's the, probably the weakest year but still a really good year and that's dynamite wins again this year for me by a pretty wide margin impact is is inconsistent like i'm i never hate it but i don't often love it either right and nxt is improved from 2.0 days but it's still not great maybe getting better as they sort of pack the roster with more experienced people don't really watch raw or smackdown and when i do um i don't like what i see generally so uh yep. it feels like there were more weeks of aw tv that i didn't love but still the best wrestling easily and um i look forward to watching it every week still mm-hmm. like it's never really super disappointing even if it gets like a c or c plus rating yeah. that's not terrible right so it's not a waste of time and that's i feel like it's kind of like the office where bad aw still it's beats still, out most of the stuff right. where you're, most of the other stuff you're getting right? so it's so. it's dynamite mm-hmm. all right so following best weekly show we're going to talk about best pay-per-view or or premium live event right so i think the criteria there we don't need to elaborate on so Mm -hmm. uh i don't see i kind of threw a wwe one that i don't even think i finished i ended up going back and watching everything or virtually everything and like i was like i it was i enjoyed it but I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are the nominees? We'll get to um, it. AW New Japan Forbidden Door. Yes, which, which awesome. I almost forgot about. Right. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, Revolution from AW. Uh, AW Full Gear, which is their last one of the year. Uh, I guess uh, unless you want to count ROH, but meh. I don't. Uh, and WWE's Clash of the Castle, which gave us Gunther and I was gonna say Gunther and Walter, but that's not Sheamus. right. Yeah, Gunther and, and, the and first Sheamus. Rollins, Riddle, right? Reigns and McIntyre, right? Uh, I don't know who's first. I forget. Uh, you. Me. So I went actually back through my notes because I will never remember what the card is and how much how well I thought of the matches. So I actually went back through my notes of pay-per-views and realized that 
Full Gear was my favorite. And that's just to say that it's not necessarily recency bias, right? I actually did go back and review things, right? right. So there was several matches I loved on there. The opener, right, was Luchasaurus Jungle Boy in a cage that really over-delivered for me. Mm -hmm. The first Death Triangle Elite, awesome, right? Oh, yeah, that was Jericho, sweet. Claudio, um, Guevara, Guevara Danielson. Danielson, awesome. And then there were other matches that were really good. What, like, the worst match on that show, I don't know, was it probably Cargill? Yeah. I would assume. Who did right? she even face? Uh, Nyla Rose. Willow? Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Because the whole stolen belt saga. Oh, right. You stole my property, and she so now you get a match. a bit. I think. Yeah, Forbidden Door would be my honorable mention. That show was awesome too, but there wasn't really any build for it, right? It was not just a lot. it was AEW versus New Japan, and not a lot of storytelling. So yeah, for me, it was uh, Full Gear was awesome, and mm -hmm. I thought it was a strong year for AEW pay per views. Like they never, oh, I pay real money for those, yeah, and I never regret it. So right. that's it, because I'm a not a cheap man, but like I would be annoyed if there if I didn't feel I was getting value. Absolutely, and I do. So yeah, mm -hmm. for Full Gear. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. Um, honorable mention for Ben Dorks that produced some great matches, and I loved it a lot. And it was unique. I hope I can't wait for the next one because apparently they'll do another one, which That's is right. awesome. But um, Full Gear was their best work, I think. Tops anything else? Although AEW's was generally great, still with their four usual pay reviews and for Ben Dor, like I think they they do always deliver, and I think it's always great stuff. Um, the cage match was great, like you said. The trios match killed it. I just love that, and the the return moment was awesome. The ROH four away was they were all fantastic, and then nothing else is bad too. And you had some good good ones like the main event too. And not to mention, like, there was a lot of surprising results, which I thought was cool. And I remember also talking about, like, there's a lot of storyline mm -hmm. things coming out there of the was. show, which I think is important. Yeah, I almost felt like they re resets a strong word, but, like, like we the, came out of it. It was with kind of new like directions. a bit of a revival. Yep. So I think for that, like, it deserves definitely the best one. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I think this one's going to be pretty transparent. Kind of, kind of a no brainer. Yeah. So we're talking about best promotion. So take a wild guess. We'll go through this one quickly. Mm -hmm. Nominees uh, AEW, WWE, Impact. So I lumped NXT in with WWE just to give them a fighting chance, but guess what? No. Are you first, I think? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, shocker. It, I'm going to go with AEW. Best matches consistently. All the pay-per-views were sweet. Yep. Uh, half the year, Vince still ran WWE, so they were at that disadvantage. <laughs> Enough Tri said. Triple H didn't really close the gap. Right. Uh, AEW was most entertaining. They are the most interesting all around. Storylines, matches, etc. It's just the best. Yep. Even when they're on a downturn, they still win. Yep. AEW really easily generally good to really good tv really strong pay-per-views and not very strong competition i would suggest right so wwe's pay-per-views are really underwhelming we maybe find a match or two we like and impacts are just inconsistent and then there's so many of them right it's like they have those ones that are barely a pay-per-view and then a week to or two weeks later there's a oh you're bound for glory <laughs> right so it's aew surprise mm -hmm. surprise yeah all right next category will be best tv match just because we love to talk about matches, right? So we want to narrow it down. And from like it gives some spotlight overall. to some that won't make the general one, right? Right. Which I think I like. So we have quite a list of nominees for this one. Oh, so yeah. you go ahead and do that. So we got uh, Jamie Hayer, Hikaru Shida from Holiday Bash, a fairly recent one. But I love a great that match, one. yeah. Uh, Guevara Rhodes, which is the Beast Blast, the, the Beach Blast uh, ladder match for the Undisputed title. So I was going to say the, the other end of the year, because that one was early the, on. Yeah, the Epic bot one yeah there was like the cutter one there's something else there's like a superplex i want to say there was some really good there's some spots sweet stuff there um the first appearance the first time i saw Takeshito, him versus hangman from dynamite may yeah. 18th uh garcia versus danson august 17th on dynamite uh bailey alexander from impact uh Takeshita versus moxley fighter fest night one uh harwood osprey from road rager uh, Death Triangle United Empire from August 24th Dynamite, which is pretty sweet. Um, and Elite versus Death Triangle New Year's Smash. Don't ask me which match that was. It was mm -hmm. one of them. <laughs> um, is this... this is no, me. this is you. Yeah, this is it you. Is okay. me. There were some amazing TV matches. Uh, let me qualify that by saying in AEW this year. Oh, yeah. And There's and some a, I love so much. And a couple in Impact, to be fair. Um, and honestly, like, just to talk about a, a couple, like... The first Takeshita match, right? Like, we're like, okay. That who, hooked me. Who's this guy? And, oh, he has a pretty cool look, and he's got some good size. And, uh, yeah, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love that the match. the amount of amazing trios matches we got this year, not even to mention the Best of Seven series, but, like, even the tournament, like, seeing United Empire yeah. involved was really awesome. Like, yeah. there's a lot of lot of great stuff. And Dax had a great year, too, so he, he delivered did. a lot on TV. And we loved De Death Triangle uh, United Empire. That match was that awesome. That was sweet. And most recently, Hater Shida was a great TV mm -hmm. match, main event. Late edition. But none of those win for me. Um, 
it came from a different promotion and it came really late in the year. So I'm kind of out of nowhere too. I'm really glad Impact's going to pick up at least one award here tonight. And for me, that was Mike Bailey and Josh Alexander. Like the match started at about halfway through the show, right? And I'm like, I I think I told you because you watched it with me, right? I was there at the time going like, oh, Bailey and Alexander, that's really good for Mike Bailey. And then it was like, Oh, and they're giving, you know, it's 15 minutes in and they're giving him some time. Awesome. Good for Mike Bailey. And then it just kept going and it was incredible um, back and forth. It was better than like 90% of the pay-per-view matches you'll let I saw this year. Um, Impact doesn't get much attention at all. So if you get a chance, if they posted it on YouTube, right? I think like yes. days later. Um, Plus so commercial breaks. Fantastic match. Also happened to be between two Canadian boys, which mm-hmm. never hurts, but fantastic TV match. Like not something you get on TV very often. Yeah. So that one for me. Yeah, I think it was not plus commercial breaks, like, oh, hey, you got commercials, but, like, I think plus what you would have missed. Yeah. So it's, like, the complete match. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. It mm-hmm. would be even better, probably. Yeah. Um. So honorable mentions to Takeshita Hangman for coming out of nowhere, hooking me on Takeshita. Uh, TNT ladder match was pretty sweet for some absurd spots. Yeah. Uh, Takeshita Mox for being an equal successor. And all the trios, nonsense was awesome. Just You could pick any one of them, really. Um. But I think the best one, I think I actually kind of agree. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I'm surprised, too. As much as I want to give it to AEW, like, for it to catch the match or one of the amazing trio efforts we got, Bailey Alexander was just, like, a superb piece of wrestling. I don't really watch Impact, but I did catch it. It was great. It takes two special talents bas- to go basically an hour, ask Hangman Danielson last right. year, which was, I think, my pick, I'm going to say. The first Hangman Danielson movie where was they too. went to a draw. Yeah. Um, they kept a, a good pace too, and they did. I think it really helps that Bailey's really unique, so that really kept that like kept me interested. I think it was really cool. Some really gnarly pile drivers, and it beats out anything from main roster, of course. Easily anything from maybe almost pay per view main roster for me. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, so now we'll get into our matches of the year. We'll start out with the men. Um, so go ahead. What are our nominees for that one? Uh, we have Briscoe's FTR, uh, Super Card of Honor. Yeah, I'd also say. Briscoe's FTR from... The second one? Don't tell me. Death Before Dishonor. Couldn't Nailed tell it. you because I won't remember, but yes. Um, FTR Aussie Open from Royal Quest. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty good. That was fun. Um, Reigns Rollins from Royal Rumble, which continues to be the gem of the main roster. We love that match, yep. Uh, Rhodes Rollins from Hell in a Cell, where also, Cody was oh, yeah. gross. That was... Um, an honorable mention to Street Profits Usos from Money in the Bank, which is a, a really nice main roster match. Yeah, I think it's you, sir. Uh, yes, it is. Um, so I took FTR Briscoe's two, the two or three falls effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all three of their matches are fantastic, but this one was my favorite, easily the best one. Uh, the first one was a classic, but this one bettered on it, in my opinion. Harkens back to like revival DIY with the two or three falls rematch classic, you know? Yep. Um, there are two more falls to love in this one compared to the first one, and it was much better than the dog color. Just a lot of just like great wrestling. I remember the finish was really well done too. Um, it was all they were all great in this feud, but this one was the the cream of the crop for me. Um, honorable mentions to Reigns versus Rollins for still at the Rumble for still being my favorite thing main roster did this year. Like that was just in the first month, which is kind of a backhanded compliment, but <laughs> right. I think they deserve it. Like yeah. that was just really good. I remember the booking and that was actually, I was like impressed how good that was. And then they immediately screwed the pooch on it. Like less literally later in the show. <laughs> That's right. So, but that was still awesome. And I still love that for a main roster match. Yeah, so you're both right and wrong. It is Briscoe's FTR, but it's the first match for me. I'd from... say you're both right and wrong. <laughs> Interesting. From Supercard of Honor, I absolutely love this match. The crowd was like rabid before they even touched in this match. And I don't know, I just was captivated by this and it stood out more than any other match. And I love the fact that both of us are choosing tag team wrestling. Um, just because I really like tag team wrestling and WWE doesn't really offer that. Mm-hmm. Um to any degree so this match was fantastic uh just a two amazing teams they're willing to do anything to entertain and they you can tell they just love yes. wrestling so i i love that match so it's briscoe's ftr um they they got a clean sweep from us just two different matches <laughs> exactly all right so now moving into match of the year from the women um and for me there's this one wasn't hard for me so what are our nominees uh so slamovich jordan grace from bound for glory uh, Belair Lynch, uh, from SummerSlam, uh, Sheeta Hater from Holiday Bash, already mentioned, and Jordan Grace versus Giselle Shaw from Impact. That was just a little bit of a, a dark horse that I really enjoyed that match and really has started to, um, get me very interested in Giselle Shaw. I think she's really good and should have a big mm-hmm. year in 2023. I don't know who's first this time. You. It's me. Um, 
So when I finished watching my winner in this category, I was pre- I think I even said it on the podcast. Like I don't think I'll see another match better than this, and if I do, good for me, sort of thing, because it was amazing. And that was Masha Slamovich, who I have literally bought a T-shirt. I got a T-shirt of hers for Christmas from your mother, right? Because I told her I wanted one. Um, so Masha Slamovich and Jordan Grace, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic match at Bound for Glory. Um, just brutal physical violence uh it is one of the that and the briscoes match are the two that really really stood out to me this year mm-hmm. uh, i love this match if, and again not a lot of people have probably seen it because impact right so right. go out of your way to find this one uh it is amazing mm-hmm. um so i'm going off of what i've watched of course um i'll go with a bit of events i pick in a late one i think both the blair lynch matches were great um but i think i enjoyed she hater more because i was i can't speak on what i have I can't speak no, of what I, I haven't seen. Yeah, and I love Cheetah Hater, too. Um, so I'm going to pick this one. The last stage of match was Electric. I'm a great first defense for Hater. I remember, I remember like the crowd was getting really into it, which it was, was awesome. It was really good. Yeah, I loved it. Um, Impact may have done better, but didn't catch it, so it gets my pick. Yep, that's fair. Bit of a backhanded one. All right, so now we'll get into sort of the large awards, I would suggest here, right? The final three, I think. And that first, we'll start with our tag team of the year. And I did not think this one was very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so tag team of the year, we have FTR, who were the, the belt collectors of the year. Right. A la Kenny Omega the year and before. It, and to add to that, like, I don't know how to measure this in, but Dak's year as a singles, right? Like, sure, did he win a ton of matches? No. But did he have he's, amazing he's in matches the singles one too. all over? Yes, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can count that into the tag team, but Dax killed it this year. The Usos for being the forever champs. Yeah, and just... As they will be referred to getting so much time on TV and so many matches and delivering all the and time. And they had, like, the, the one with the Street Profits was really good, but remember the segment with the New Day 2 was awesome. Right. Like, I I really loved that, which harkened back to the Usos that I, I did love. Yep. Uh, the Acclaimed already got the breakout one or whatever, which obviously warrants them being here as had well. Had a huge year, yeah. Yeah, huge year. Uh, Briscoes, they, they, <laughs> they had the best matches of the year, I guess. But yeah, like, exactly. Not much else. I guess no. they won the Impact titles for a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's right. And then now uh, the ROH champs, which I forgot already. Correct. Uh, and then Motor City Machine Guns. Sure. They're the champions now. Really good matches all Double year. Champs. But, like, they're not going to win. Not to spoil it. But yeah. Impact gets a little bit of a nod there. Despite uh, the bit of a decline at the tail end of the year, FTR is still the obvious pick. They at least they had at least two of the best matches out of the year, uh, along with an epic rematch opposite the Bucks. Uh, Dax was on fire on his own. Like Omega before them held three separate titles from three major promotions simultaneously. They're on fire this year. And uh, while now they're empty-handed, it can't be for long. No. Nope. Armel mentioned the Usos, the forever champs, uh, the acclaimed who just caught on fire this year, and Aussie Open, who I was just happy to see every time they were on AEW. Yeah, they, if they delivered. If we saw more Aussie Open, like... It'd be closer. Uh, I don't know. FTR had, like, an all-time year, probably. But still, Aussie Open would be a lot closer. Right. If they... Like, they would have been more nominated, like, because I don't think they actually were, but, like, they would have been closer if they did, because Aussie Open's great. They just need more. I, I would think this this category Sign would... Sign United Empire. ...would almost be consensus. It has to be FTR. Just amazing matches all over the place like super mega hot act that the fans just loved for months and months and months and you had matches with briscoe's ozzy open the acclaimed swerve and lee i think even top flight there was one in there that we really liked right so i think so all awesome matches uh and as i said already i think this is like an all-time year for a tag team and um if you were to i don't know i was gonna ask you if you were to pick like one act that had the best year but i guess we shouldn't because that might we might reveal our picks for the next two. You know yeah. what I mean? So let's, we'll, we'll come back to that maybe if we remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so next, our penultimate category, I think, is the Female Wrestler of the Year. And who yes. are our nominees for that one? Uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Becky Lynch. Begrudgingly the Be- next one. I was about to say that word. <laughs> Mandy Rose. Right. I guess just like accomplishments On alone. resume, yeah. Yep. Uh, and Jordan Grace. Yep. I forgot who went first. Already. I think you did. Because I just finished, right? Right. Okay, right. that makes sense. So uh, this one wasn't super hard for me either. Um, unfortunately, our favorite company has issues with their women's division, not through the fault of the talent, through the fault of creative or whatever. I don't think they've created any major stars, but I do think haters on the way to that, right? Not since Baker, which has declined. Yeah. Jordan Grace had a great year, and she's really, really good. Um, but she's not very visible on impact, right? And Mandy Rose... 
held the title all year, obviously. It got a ton and of time. And then unceremoniously was gone. And her in-ring stuff doesn't really deliver yeah. either, right? Like, at best, her matches are... Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was okay, yeah. you know? So for this reason, I gave this, and I imagine this is most people's choice as well. It's Bianca Belair this year. She had an excellent year, um, some really strong matches that I liked with Becky Lynch and some others. And a point that I sort of added late that I thought of, like, this company, maybe this business, but WWE for sure really struggles mightily to create any sort of strong baby face. And she is one, right? right? Like yeah, yeah. she's, uh, and without being a stupid baby face, right? She's a strong, intelligent baby face. Which they face. kind of dropped the ball with her the year before. Correct. Right? I think they kind of recovered. I agree. And this year she's sort of, they've presented her the way they should. So I think she could probably be an even bigger star, to be honest, but that's not her fault. And she, I think, reality show, year. baby. So she, uh, Bianca Belair wins it for mm-hmm. me, which I'm happy because. I've loved her since early NXT and going like this girl. Even when a star. she wasn't like fully polished. Right. Like she's a star. Just to stick with her. And she is. So I'm happy mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. And one of the successful call ups, which is weird. one of the most successful ever, I would yes. say, from NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Bianca Blair too. She held the title since Mania. And unlike Rousey or Morgan, opposite her on SmackDown, she had a great <laughs> run. Live Morgan. Yeah. Like SmackDown was just a mess with their division. Yeah. Um, a pair of great matches with Lynch, some solid ones with Bailey, some of the best ring gear. True, that she in the makes business. herself. Yeah. Uh, though WWE definitely still struggles with solid baby faces, like you said. She is an exception. She's a gem in the women's division. She is. Uh, great to see her still shining, like her theme suggests. Oh, nice. Uh, and she was the obvious pick. But honorable mention to Becky Lynch, who's kind of like ever reliable as Seth Rollins. She is. Uh, yeah, they're, it's true. They're kind of similar yeah. in that sense. Speaking of. All right, so our final category of the year, and that is to pick our male wrestler of 2022. Yes, nominees. Um, so nominees, uh, we have Moxley, who kind of carried AEW through thick and thin. Did more than he thought he had to. Was still supposed to be had taken it. a vacation at some point. I don't think point, he did. Right? So he, yeah, he basically put the company on his shoulders after the debacle where mm-hmm. most of their top talent was suspended for months, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Dax Howard, who is taking vacation for FTR taking he a break is. for a bit. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, the forever champ. Yeah. A huge, undeniably mm-hmm. gigantic year, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seth, not freaking Rollins. Just, it was just like, he was reliable. He really deserves more credit. He does. He was the best thing in Raw, because let's be honest, as much as they want to tout at the dual brand titles, Bloodline aren't there too often. Right. So Rollins was really left to his own devices, and he lost most of the year, and I still think he deserves to be here. No, he had a really good year. Even just with the U.S. title. Probably a bit underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike Bailey, Josh Alexander from Impact, and MJF as a little bit of a late one, but I think still deserving. Yep. And and for me, Bailey had, like, I don't, anyways, I think I put it in my in my notes, so I won't say anything about Bailey now, but yeah. I think it's your turn, so go yeah. ahead. Um, so yeah, honorable mentions to the Forever Champ Reigns because obviously no brainer unified the titles as boring as that was. Yeah. Um, he was like he had some of the biggest matches of the year. He does deliver some good ones. Best storyline of the year probably. Yeah. Right. So um, honorable mentions to my boy Seth for carrying Raw late in the year mm-hmm. despite like losing a lot. He said like I I really enjoyed his short run with the U.S. title. I think his in ring work's always stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he deserves an honorable mention and Dax for being an early runner. Like he was probably like if you did like half year awards. Uh, yep, I remember it being around July and me going, he's still in my top right. couple this year. Yeah, uh, But the pick has to, and I mean has to, go to Moxley. If anyone has ever deserved anything, <laughs> wow, he strong. deserves it. Absolutely. He's everything a top guy should be. He picked up the ball when Punk dropped it time and again. He was undoubtedly the unsung hero of the summer. It, everyone's telling Summer of Punk too, but it, it was his summer. It belonged to him. He consistently put up bangers with Danielson multiple times, Yuta, Takeshita multiple times, MJF, among others. Like, it was just, you know, Seamus likes to say, but it was banger after banger after banger, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think he ever, he never cut a bad promo. He really picked up the slack on shows when needed. Like, when they have to call an audible, Moxley's the guy you want to rely on, right? He elevated talent in the process, whether it's in the ring or on the mic, opposed to what Punk did or said. He's incredibly deserving. I'm happy to say that because he's always been my guy. He was my guy since yep. I started. And I'm also happy to say, like, all the S.H.I.E.L.D. makes it here. And I think deservingly so. Like, oh, I think they, they can all make You're a right. case for it, right? Yep. Like, obviously, I think Moxley is the the uh, obvious pick. But I think they can all make a case for being here, right? Mm-hmm. I think an underrated banner year for my boys. Uh, and a decade after they started, too. So mm-hmm. after the, after they hit big. Um, I agree. Um, 
like I think a bit of an honorable mention to Osprey for sure. Because uh, after the year is done and after Wrestle Kingdom, he says Emergent was my f- current favorite. If it wasn't for Jay White, he's amazing. Osprey would be my New Japan guy. He's just an absolute joy to watch in the ring. He's become so much better like all around. But back to the point, Mox is just absolutely the one here. Like it's just, I don't know who else you pick really. Yeah, I. Uh... It's funny because you've always loved Mox, Mox or Dean Ambrose, and I've always said I'm not really that big a fan of him, but I think Mox is my choice here too. He had some great matches. He elevated young talent, which I really care about, like Yuta and Takeshita, right? Because right, I want Punk that. Punk said that's what he was there to do, and, and he did the op. He did right, anything but. Right. He delivers really great promos. He always puts over opponents um, as best he can. And he, like you said, he was the rock when AEW was just... He's like the most dependent guy they could have. Having issues with Punk, he gives up his vacation. He cuts like impromptu promos to, to fill time. Uh, just whatever you need from this guy, he's there. And on top of that, he's out there wrestling for other promotions like GCW where he's having like violent bloody matches just mm. because he loves to work. <laughs> he does bleed in AEW. Right? Oh, he bleeds more than anyone as well. <laughs> yeah. And he held championships in other companies. companies right so i wish i could make a stronger argument for dax harwood because i love the you know first seven months of his year and also bailey did he face moxley i don't think so right like uh i don't they should have let me see and just the way bailey the his run as x division champion i loved it and i'm still bitter about them taking that title off of him and giving it to kaz for (laughs) no real reason but option c um right so and to be fair i think you're right if we were regularly watching new japan then Osprey might have been the choice here because he's had like I don't know how many five star matches. Apparently this year, he's got like several. the most or something. Yes, he does. And uh, yeah, he was awesome. I was really happy to see him. Like I always thought he was cool, but honestly, this is the year where I really came to love Osprey. And his Just, character work is exactly. way better. At too. that promo before Wrestle Kingdom yeah. was awesome. So it is an uh, anonymous, unanimous from us. <laughs> it's anonymous. <laughs> Words are hard. Okay, <laughs> it is. John Moxley as our male wrestler oh, of the year. boy gets it. So I'll go back to my question earlier. If you had to pick, like, top act of the year, if we're going between your tag team female male. Like, you... just, like, best wrestler of the year, period? Just, yep, just best act, I guess. Moxley. Is... Really? I'd still go Moxley. Like, FTR was amazing. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But Moxley's just, like, he's all-encompassing. I think FTR had, like, some bangers. But Moxley's just, like, he did everything. He, he, he's everything you need him to be. FTR, and we forgot to remember their promo of, um, what was it, Fight Like an Eight-Year-Old Girl? Yeah, that, that was, was pretty great. Promo. But I feel like Moxley can just uncork that anytime he wants. And like to yeah. me, like Moxley's like, if you're going to like best wrestler, like he's just, he's the guy. He's he great in the ring. He's just, he's an all-rounder in every sense of the word. Like, I might he just still delivers. take FTR just because I feel like you're starting, a singles guy starting with a head start. You know what I mean? Tag team, it's harder to be so That's over true. and... That's true. And again, they went everywhere and did everything. So I don't know. It's definitely there's no wrong answer between those two, yep. I don't think. I think that's fair. All right. Uh, well, I think that is bringing things to an end. We've got, what, episode 130 coming up in a couple days. We'll hit our Saturday. Should be normal time, too, because you don't have to work that day. So that's nice, right? So we'll be back for episode 130 on Saturday. We'll also get around to the worst of, I think I'm done. Are you, your document ready? Uh, uh, not quite. No. But anyways, uh, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, again, apologize that this is so late, but I kind of like it because by now everyone else's you've listened to all of theirs and maybe ours feels fresh or you can compare it or whatever. But anyways, we're really glad you tuned in for any time to listen to us talk about this kind of stuff. So we will be back in a couple days to cover some more of the week of wrestling. And until then, I guess, do you have anything that you want to say? Nope. All right, then we'll see you back here on Saturday. And until then, take care. <laughs>